man i'm glad that you had to specify that you're still the host because our upload schedule has been so inactive so far this year because of the state of things that that felt like it needed to be said (laughs) i've had people ask me for episodes about what (laughs) i don't know the people want content okay well we're here to close out the disney bracket which was supposed to last the entirety of the summer, and here we are, like shortly after Labor Day, so it lasted a little bit longer than I think any of us were expecting. Um, but we're going to finish that up and talk about the latest uh, live-action remake Disney has put out, Mulan. So it should be an interesting conversation all about Disney. Uh, once again, we're joined by our significant others. Uh, Abby, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here for my final episode. Hey, you might be back at some point. I think y'all have been a delightful addition to the podcast. I think you really get to know someone when you know like their favorite Disney movies and things that are close to their heart. So it's been really fun going through this. Um, and their controversial opinions about movies. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten some interesting feedback over the course of this, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's all in good fun. Uh, and hello to Grace as well. How are you? Hello, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again. Okay, so last we left off in this Disney tournament, uh, we are down to the final four. Uh, Cinderella was the champion of the Classics bracket, the Lion King champion of the 90s, Finding Nemo champion of the 2000s, and then Frozen as a champion of the 2010s. Um, So as we go over, I guess, the three matches today, do y'all have a preference for where we start? Uh, Let's just start at the... The left side of the bracket was Cinderella and Lion King, I think. Okay. So you guys watched all four of these, correct? We did not go back and rewatch them. I think we talked about doing uh, that a lot. The first round. Yeah, we hit them all in the first round. Okay. Um, we wanted to go back, but I think all four of these stayed pretty um, in our minds from the get go. So uh, I think they're pretty fresh still. Yeah, so we went we went back and watched each of these because I think I saved some of the ones that I thought were just more well known movies that might make it to the finals and didn't watch those in in our first round brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched all of these in the past, however long it's been. How was how was that going back and rewatching again after <laughs> circling back? I guess I should say. So I think with, and Abby, you can chime in here, but I think it was interesting watching these four back-to-back because previously we were watching kind of the whole era together. Mm. And then watching these, you really take leaps and bounds in quality. And just yeah. like the animation is so different in all of them. And you, you do kind of see like the styles of the different different eras that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree that this is the first time that I've actually watched all the movies that we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> um, but it was interesting to kind of see. Yeah, starting we started did them chronologically to go from like Cinderella to a movie. Was Lion King the 
the 90s or was it 80s? But anyway, just, just to leap that many decades, um, yeah, it is, it'll be interesting to compare them, I think, just because of how different storytelling was, how different, like, quality of, like, video was, um, just, like, how animation develops. I just think those will be really inter- interesting factors, like, because we did watch all of them so close together, that when we talk about no. them. Yeah, and looking over it again, I think you know, to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, I think we did a really good job um, kind of getting, I guess, um, different staples of Disney because, you know, we've got Cinderella, we've got a classic like Princess Disney movie, The Lion King, we've got a, you know, another classic musical with animals Disney movie. Then we've got Finding Nemo as like the Pixar rep. Um, And then I guess Frozen, another uh, Disney princess. But I I feel like that's like a a decent like... um, representation of disney i think if you said any of those four movies people would be like oh okay like disney or pixar like i think it kind of makes sense it feels somewhat representative i don't know if people would agree to that but to me i'm not like shocked by any of these being in the top four i should say yeah i would agree with that okay well i guess i guess with that we can go ahead and dive right in um yeah our our first match so dj before we start okay I'm, yeah. I, I have a concern. Okay. I feel like it's inevitable that we're going to tie. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, see, it's funny and because... We've been, doing, we've been doing the Disney bracket for five months now. <laughs> it's funny because before we started, Grace said, have we figured out what to do if there's a tie yet? And I said, well, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, so I know people, okay, so, like, Abby, I know you've probably got, like, your sisters on speed dial or something like that. Uh, uh, and same with Grace, actually. So I, I don't know if this is an outside opinions thing we need to get. I, I really don't know what, um, which way we should go here. I'm open to suggestions if you've thought okay. this through more than I have. <laughs> I sure haven't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it, so I wasn't sure. I was just going to bring it up. Because I know it's going to happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. <laughs> I, would, I would like to think that if we argued our opinions enough, that we could convince some of the other people to join our side and break a tie. But as we've seen with these movies, they're so near and dear to our hearts that it's more nostalgia that we vote sometimes. I was about to say, that's so I don't know. very optimistic. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, yeah. but we can try. We can trudge forward and then cross that bridge right. when we get to it. it. It may be here, but we'll see. Okay. The stakes are the highest they've ever been. Yes. <laughs> okay. Ultimate glory. All right. So I guess we can talk about Cinderella first. That seems apt since... Uh, Cinderella is the movie that came out first. It came out February 15th, 1950. So uh, definitely representing the classics in that sense. Um, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I really thought this was, uh, by a pretty wide margin, my absolute favorite viewing out of this bracket. I think it was very solid. It seemed like the pace for this movie was... At the same pace as like a something that came out in the '90s, like the golden era of Disney, it seems like it could have um, come out right alongside like The Little Mermaid, as far as like pacing and story and plots and uh, music and all that. So I really enjoyed Cinderella. I, I thought it was uh, quite delightful. Yeah, I do feel like Cinderella seems like the one of the classics that goes beyond its 
its time. Like, I'm trying to think when I was a kid, I don't know if I really thought, oh, Cinderella is a super old movie. Or at least I don't know if I could tell it was that much different than Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid. Right. Whereas I think Snow White feels a little older and Sleeping Beauty feels a little older. I don't know. There's something about Cinderella that feels a little more vibrant to me. Yeah, I don't know if I watched this as a kid. I maybe said that in the last episode. Um, my parents would probably be ashamed to hear me say that because I'm sure they showed it to me. But <laughs> this was kind of like a first time watching it for me just because I didn't really remember anything of it other than like the classic stuff that everyone knows. Um, right. But I did enjoy it kind of as like a first time at least remembering it. And I would kind of disagree about the pacing. I did think it was a little bit slower than... Because we watched Lion King right after this. And I think it was a little bit slower than some of those later movies. Like, I think the scene where they're, like, putting together her dress, like, all the little birds and animals, I just feel like that took forever. And it was just, like, really slow shots of them cutting fabric and wrapping it around. And it just seemed to me they, like, really highlighted the, like, cutesiness of, like, different elements as opposed to, like, moving the story along at times. Um, So even though I really did like it, I don't, yeah, I think the pacing did show it. And I was kind of mentioning this earlier, like, I think the storytelling aspect of that, like, Although it did have a good story and it had like a lot of elements to it, I just feel like it kind of moved a little bit slower and I found myself getting bored a little bit in some of those longer scenes. Cinderella is boring. No. Okay. no. <laughs> Coming out strong. No, I think that's I a fair said... criticism. I might be, uh, it might, my praise of it might be colored by like the slowness out of the rest of the classics, I guess. Like for sure, we watched yeah, these in yeah, order, that's true. and we watched yeah. Bambi right before this. And Bambi, uh-huh. I know people love Bambi, but Bambi moves at a snail's pace. My God, <laughs> right? Well, and even like Snow White too. Snow White and um, what was it? Sleeping Beauty. Those both moved a lot slower. It felt like too like Cinderella. Yeah. It wasn't their first princess, but it felt like the first time they got that like princess formula right for their movies. And then it just, like, really stuck and took off from there. But, yeah, definitely in comparison, it's... In comparison to the ones in its bracket, it feels more fast-paced. But in comparison to, like, even just the 90s bracket, it's definitely slower. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like there were, like, pointless scenes so much as, like... Right. We we hated Alice in Wonderland because (laughs) there were so many, like, pointless things in it. I don't feel like Cinderella had that. I feel like everything was intentional to, like, move things along. Um, but yeah, like they just like dwelled on things like comic effects or whatever it might be. But. I think something that I didn't realize, I think a lot, and I think this ties into the pacing of it, is Cinderella really seems like there's a princess story, and then there's also like an entire Tom and Jerry cartoon going on on the side. Yeah. And that's like the mice running around and Lucifer, and like I. I just did not remember that much screen time devoted to the mice and their, like, mishap. <laughs> but that's what makes it kind of more fun. And you're just like, I don't know, you, you don't necessarily stop paying attention to the princess story because it's like, oh, what are the mice going to do? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost feel like the animals were the most lovable characters for me. I feel like I enjoyed the little mice more than, like, most of the people. Like stories. They probably had more lines than most of the people, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was pleasantly 
not surprised with Cinderella because I watched it as a kid and I feel like I remembered it pretty well. Just hadn't seen it in a few years. But I still enjoy it sitting down and watching through it. I don't really get bored of it too much. Mm-hmm. Was Cinderella like either either of your sister's like favorite princess or anything? Yeah, she was my uh, younger sister's favorite princess, but we still probably didn't watch that one as much as we watched my favorite. <laughs> 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 Smoking like a true older sister. Yes, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I like Cinderella like as a princess more than I remembered. I remember kind of just being like ditzy and like too nice and sweet, but... One of my favorite scenes in the movie is actually at the end when she, like, pulls out the slipper to say, like, I've got this slipper. And it's almost kind of, like, mischievous. She goes, is this what you're looking for? Yeah. And I just kind of like that she was a little, like, I don't know, sassier than I remember. Yeah. At, like, certain points, at least. I guess I have to mention this now, but is anyone aware of a, another, like, interpretation of Cinderella that's supposed to come out next year um, with... Camilla Cabello is supposed to be um, Cinderella in that. And I'm looking at the casting on IMDb, and apparently John Mulaney is supposed to be one of the mice. I'm very confused. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a a Disney-sponsored thing? I don't know. All it says is a modern musical version of the classic fairy tale called Cinderella slated for February of 2021. They've done... Several iterations so of yeah. I I don't know. I I didn't know if anyone had heard of this because I certainly have not. No, I haven't. I, there's so many uh-huh. different Cinderella adaptations, though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did a live action one years ago that I have not seen, but it was kind of before all these other live action ones got big. Was that the one with like Lily James? Yeah, it came out yeah. in 2015. Yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, I didn't. I, just I can picture it. <laughs> the Rogers and Hammerstein version from when we were kids. Do you remember that one? I don't think I. No, I don't remember I just, that. Oh, that one was so good. Cinderella was black, and it was just like a really well done. Oh, I know what you're oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about too. <laughs> I loved that one. I think I probably watched that one like dozens of times, which is probably why I don't remember the animated one at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I think Aaron, you told me once you don't like that one. I don't remember. I yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Oh okay. Well, anyways, that one's very good. Not at all relevant to this movie, but. <laughs> well, it's just to say that I guess the story is somewhat iconic. The fact that it's being remade so much that I I, I mean, yeah. according to IMDb, there's another one coming out next year, and it doesn't look like it's a yeah. Disney picture, by the way. So, should be interesting. Wasn't there one? Wasn't there one like Ella Enchanted with with Anne Hathaway? Yes. Was that Cinderella? I think it was like a weird twist on Cinderella, where she went by Ella, <laughs> and then like she yeah. had to do what people said or something. Am I mate? That's that's part of the story, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. These are these aren't important. But... <laughs> I agree. I think I think the story of it is timeless. I guess like it's it's always going to be interpreted and reinterpreted as like the classic princess story. Mm-hmm. Well, then you've got like a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff, and then that other uh-huh. one that Selena oh, yeah. Gomez did. That's what I was thinking. 
Maybe that's what this Something. one next year. But that's will completely be. different. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and the other movie is The Lion King, which uh, I love. So <laughs> this is gonna be. Uh, just putting all my cards on the table. Yeah, uh, The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. So um, I just, it never gets old for me. I love the animation. I love the songs. It just, it's its my happy place. It It is so good. It's such a good movie. And I don't know if there's another Disney movie that has a soundtrack that just top to bottom can match up against Lion King because it just like flows from one song to the next and like you know all of them and I don't know it's just it's a lot of fun to watch even now I mean I I don't remember the last time I watched the regular animated version but yeah it was it was a lot of fun to rewatch yeah I think the soundtrack is by far the the best part of the movie it's just so fun and upbeat and like every single song we know and sing along with, and um, yeah, I mean, I love this movie too. I think it's hard to not like the classic Lion King, and yeah, all the characters yeah, I are agree. Really fun. <laughs> I yeah, I love when Nala and Simba. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> hey, it's all good. When they like re- when they reconnect, I just think that that's like a really fun scene to see them like as you love them both as kids, but then you love when they grow up and. As characters, I feel like there's not a single character in that movie that I don't love. Yeah, I agree. Lion King, I mean, we watch it every single year with DJ's family, so it never gets old, though. It's a great movie. It stands up every every year. <laughs> I mean, th- okay, so this matchup, I feel pretty confident which way it's going to go. But I did want to see, do you guys feel like now watching Lion King? Because I noticed this when I was watching it. Sometimes I would think of the scenes from the live-action version because the animated version was happening. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because, no. <laughs> DJ, I know, I know your opinions of the live-action one. We've covered that. Yeah. But it's just weird to have, like, two Lion Kings playing in my mind at the same time. Yeah. I think I kind of just block out the live-action one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the animated original is just so ingrained in my mind. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like, sometimes... Erin, I, I know what you mean, because oftentimes if I'm, like, p- putting on a Disney playlist, depending on which, like, Lion King it pulls from, it'll, like, throw me off a little bit, because I'll get used to either the animated versions... Or the new version of like Hakuna Matata or something like that, and there are slight differences. And because I'm a fanatic and I listen to it so so much, like I pick up on those little small things. And um, I don't know if like scenes from the movie have crept in necessarily, but definitely the soundtrack. I'll be like, oh, they do this part a little differently, and each time I notice just little differences. Um, it's it's never like detracted from my experience, like listening or watching, but it's been like, huh, that's interesting. I feel like I only saw it once and just felt like so so about it that I just don't remember it well enough to like to let it take away. I remember. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm the same way too. Because maybe that's why I don't really remember the scenes as well. Yeah, I just didn't really care for it as much as most like the animated one. Like I know beat by beat, like what happens. Yeah, I think my I think my main takeaways are that I really did like John Oliver and Sazu. 
Yeah, that was good. But I just like John Oliver, so that's hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And I also really did not like Chiwetel Ejiofor as Scar. Yeah. Like, just nowhere close to Jeremy Irons. Like, Scar is so much better in this one. The question is, Lion King or Cinderella? Who is going to the finals? Lion King. (laughs) I'm also voting Lion King. I vote Ella Enchanted. (laughs) I'm just kidding, I vote for Lion King. (laughs) Okay, the Cinderella story comes to an end. Wow, so cheesy. Lion King, it is. I kind of expected this. I mean, I think we can give credit to Cinderella as kind of the best of the classics, but... I mean, I think the best of the classics doesn't hold up to maybe three or four of the 90s movies that are just so good. Very true. Very true. So if we, in another version of this Disney bracket, I feel like now that we have rewatched some of these classics and we would know which ones we could immediately cut out from the running, you know, a la Dumbo or something, I think it might (laughs) make some more room for some more interesting conversations from some other movies we didn't get to talk about. Like Cars 3? Uh, more like The Rescuers 2. <laughs> okay, okay. Or maybe okay, Cars 3. I know some people out there love love their cars. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so for the other half of the Final Four bracket, it is Finding Nemo, champion of the 2000s versus Frozen, champion of the 2010s. Uh, let's start with Finding Nemo. I do think it's interesting that this is our only uh, Pixar representative. I mean, there are only four spots available and i don't think pixar even had a movie until you know the 90s so um i love finding nemo i i'm happy with it here i could see i could see another pixar movie maybe of replacing it but i'm happy with finding nemo here i love it my my family watches this not as much as the lion king because i don't think we watch anything as much as lion king uh but this would probably be like a (laughs) second or third um it's just it's very funny it's solid it's heartwarming i i love finding nemo yeah, I agree. I think maybe if I have one regret about how things turned out in the bracket, I feel like I wish a Toy Story movie had made it farther. Because to me, I think Toy Story is a little more iconic of Pixar as a whole. Oh, um, absolutely. Just the characters and everything. But I think dividing it amongst three movies and how we feel about each of the individual movies kind of lessened that a little bit. But I like how you just yeah, didn't so talk yeah. about Toy Story 4. <laughs> oh, I, wow, I didn't even realize that I only said there were three Toy Story movies. I didn't know if you did that on purpose or not. My mind has actually erased Toy Story 4, <laughs> which I'm totally fine with. Um, but yeah, I think Finding Nemo is like a perfectly fun representative of of Pixar, and I I think this was one of our family's most watched movies too. I think I could quote almost the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's great. It's still very colorful and like bright and fun to look at. Uh, the animation looks pretty good still. Mm-hmm. I have like a vague memory of seeing this in theaters. Like, as a first grader, or whenever this came out, five different times. Which just seems like a dramatic amount of times to see a movie as a kid in a movie theater. 
But I think I just really loved it, and I think, like, all the adults in my life also really loved it and, like, wanted to go see it, and so I think that that, just, like, as a kid, I loved it, but then even when we were watching it back, like, to me, this is, like, the ultimate opposite of, like, a slow-paced movie, because as we were watching it back, like, every new scene, I was like, oh, I forgot about the jellyfish, or I was like, oh, I forgot about this. There were just things I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a major part of their, like, journey and storyline that I just completely forgot about because there are so many, like, major things in the movie. I always think back to, like, the sharks and the turtles. I don't remember, like, all the smaller animals that they, like, come across, but I think for me, like, both as a kid and an adult, I just loved, like, all the different things that happened and... I love marine life, and so, like, Aaron was saying, like, the brightness of it and how fun it was. That was just, like, entertaining to rewatch. Yeah, so I love this movie. Yeah, I think that's kind of what makes it such a good family movie. Like, because a lot of, not every Disney movie, but a lot of Disney movies, you know, are mostly just geared towards kids, so adults don't really want to watch them, so they just kind of sit them down in front of the TV and leave. But, like, this one, with all the visuals and with how much is going on, the kids are like, entertained, and their attention's kept, but then the, like, the dialogue, the jokes, all of the little intricacies keep the adults interested as well. So I think they, they did hit the nail on the head with this one. It's it a good movie. And I remember when we first talked about this, how it just, like, swum its way up, like, through the bracket with very little competition. And I think it can just do that, because it's very hard to, at least for me, to find anything that, like, glaringly, like, bad about finding nemo it's just thoroughly just i smile my way through the whole thing i I just really enjoy it um a lot of fun interesting characters and everything yeah i think it's just solid and i i think it deserves its spot here well anything else finding nemo (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to think i think that is true though like it, it really just doesn't have there's not a lot of holes to poke um but i'm also not sure if there are as many things where it's just like like wow you know I don't know if it really like blows you away with anything mm-hmm. uh, yeah so we'll see I think I think it'll be interesting to see how we stack this up against the next movie yeah yeah I don't know I disagree with that I think that the characters are the things that like are like wow blow me away I think that like Dory could have very easily been annoying but, like we were talking about, like, Ellen just does a great job at making her, like, fun and relatable. And you, you like her, and she's funny, and she's not, like, over the top ever. And, yeah, I think that that's the one downside of Pixar is there's not singing in it. And so I think that's kind of, to me at least, the one thing that we don't know what kind of songs there could have been and, like, how good it could have been. But the characters, I think, kind of make up for some of that for me. I will say that the score in this movie is great. Very true. Pixar movies don't have songs. That's just not a part of them. But I think I think the score in this, like, there are certain points where it's just like, oh, it's just excellent. Okay, is it time to talk about Frozen? I think so. I think we can move on to Frozen. Frozen, a movie which... I don't know. Felt like it might not have ended up here. It really came neck and neck with Coco in the 2010s category, but uh, Frozen is a you know a tentpole Disney movie, so I I, I don't have any problems with it here. Um, gotta love the sister story. The music is great, of course. 
Um, yeah, Frozen's great. I, I know Frozen gets, you know, a little bit of guff now just for being so popular, but I don't think that's any reason to discount its go- actual goodness. Like, maybe it's a reason that it got so popular. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've seen Frozen, I don't know how many times since it came out. And yeah, of course, the music is really good. Um, and I'm embarrassed by how many lyrics to the songs that I know and that I sing. And Abby just kind of gives me a, a sidelong glance, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but I think rewatching it, I think one of the most impactful parts of this movie and why people actually do hold on to it is because it kind of goes against a lot of the typical Disney storylines. Um, I think a lot of Disney movies, so I'd say both both Finding Nemo and Lion King are focused on the father-son relationship. And then Cinderella is like any of the other princess movies where it's the girl and the guy and how are they going to get together and how is that going to turn out. And mm-hmm. Frozen really focuses on like sisters. And I, I'm trying to think of another Disney movie that's done that. Um, but I like that that's where they focused it on. Like, yeah, there is like Kristoff uh, and like all these like side side pieces going on. But even those kind of go against what you're expecting. I think they really intentionally tried to do something that was against the normal flow. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why it got so popular. I mean, I love Frozen. I could watch Frozen forever and probably not get tired of it. (laughs) I love the soundtrack. I love the story. Um, I'm a sucker for a sister's story. Um, But yeah, I've got nothing bad to say about it. I know people give it crap for how much it blew up and, oh, it can be annoying because your kids want to listen to it all the time. But I mean, there's a reason that it got as popular as it did. Because it's good. Yeah, for me, it's really Indina Menzel that steals the whole yeah. movie. I just think her voice is, of course, incredible. And so she just makes every song. Her and Olaf, I think, are really the things that I love. DJ, I know you don't love Olaf's song in this movie. No, but I like his song true? in Frozen 2. He brings it back for me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one is really good, too. But yeah, I always think that he is such an interesting character that's like, kind of like a Dory in that, where he's like just kind of fun in there to like bring out the heartwarming side in people, but obviously he's still really funny. So I love him in that. I just found out when we were watching it this time that uh, Kristen Bell is Anna. I had no idea. Yeah, who knew she could sing? And she definitely has like that cartoon character kind of singing voice. Yeah, she, yeah, I was shocked by that. Yeah. She does a great job, too, I think, so Grace and I, um, we're currently re-watching The Good Place right now, but back, um, there was some period where I had seen Frozen and was like, oh, this is great, but then I was watching The Good Place with Grace for the first time. Then going back and re-watching Frozen, oh, man, like, it, <laughs> I can't see Anna anymore. I just see Kristen Bell, like, <laughs> because her uh-huh. voice is so uh, specific. But there, yeah. I do have one gripe with Frozen. Um, now that I've gotten to hear Jonathan Groff sing as King George in Hamilton, it is a crime that he does not get a song in this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that is very true. I don't know where it would have gone, but, but he's got a great voice. But I will say, his, his song in Frozen 2 is wonderful. It is. Yes. I just want 
another, you know? <laughs> Would have been nice. That's fair. That's fair. He should have been utilized for it. Yeah, but it's a sister story. This movie wasn't about him. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. I will say, I actually don't love Frozen. I like it a lot, but I don't love it. So, there's that. Heading into voting. <laughs> I just think that there are, I'm like Finding Nemo, where I think that there's, like, I really have no complaints against Finding Nemo. But with Frozen, like, I don't love all the stuff of her, like, fake fiancé. I like hit like their duet at the beginning. I think that's really fun. But like, other than that, I just think that that's like a weird plot twist, and the fact that he's evil and kind of is the villain. I don't know. I just don't love it. I think it's kind of like a weak villain. So I will say that. Okay, hot take. <laughs> so your vote is for finding Nemo. Yeah. So if we're ready to vote, my vote is for finding Nemo. Um, I think this one was pretty close for me. I think I love both of these movies, and I would definitely rewatch either of them at any time. Um, I think I'm kind of leaning Frozen on that. It's not just to spite Abby. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not true. Well, I'd love to hear your reason for voting. I think I, for one, I think having songs in it really does elevate a Disney movie for me. Yeah. Just the ability to, like, sing along with it while it's on screen, um, which I do. Um, and I think I really just did, like, the story of it, and uh, there's something about it that I wanted to watch it over and over again. There's probably a side of this, too, where I just attached this movie to Lily in my mind, because she was, like, small <laughs> when this came out, and loved Frozen, and loved princesses and everything that's just like a fun time for me so um, yeah for those reasons I'm going to close so it's down to DJ and Grace well Grace you can go ahead because I, I think I know no, what you go first you go first I, I'm I'm actually not sure here I thought I, I felt a lot more confident just looking at it but putting some thought into it I'm I'm not sure which way I'm leaning at, actually. Oh, well, I'm leaning towards Frozen, which I kind of already <laughs> knew before we even started talking about this. <laughs> but um, I think kind of what Aaron was saying about the soundtrack, uh, usually whenever movies like have a good score, but it's not the actual character singing and like everyone's like, oh, the movie soundtrack is so good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that movie's fine, but it's not as great as these other movies with the character singing to me. <laughs> So I think that's what really does it for me with like Pixar versus Disney movies. I always enjoy Pixar movies. I think they're great, but I just love Disney movies so much more. And this one is just such a good story. And I don't know. I kind of disagree about Hans the villain. I thought um, I thought that t- plot twist caught me completely off guard the first time I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's this way." <laughs> And yeah. so it was a good, like, surprise moment for me, because I did not see that coming. Yeah, they don't really allude to it at all, that I remember. It is kind of out of nowhere. Mm. But yeah, so that's why I picked Frozen. <laughs> but I thought, DJ, you were for sure going to go Finding Nemo. No, it's not really that, because I want to, I don't know, I think, I know that I like Finding Nemo more. 
just because I think there are just so many small things that Pixar like nails that makes it like such a heartwarming story. Um, to me, I, I, to me, I guess this is ooh, like it's a classic <laughs> like Pixar versus Disney thing because I feel like Finding Nemo is like Pixar firing on on all cylinders like they usually do, um, but Frozen feels like a return to form for princess movies, but at the same time different because like Aaron was saying, we really don't get a lot of like sister relationships and i i believe all four of us on this call all have sisters so i think that's a uh you know fun like relationship to kind of highlight that we can all uh relate to personally hmm. okay so dj if you want to go find a neighbor i'm gonna have to have you and abby try to convince me to change my vote you're not going I'm not to. changing my voice. <laughs> okay, so I I think Abby and Grace are the more most set in their ways on this. Probably. So if we are going to argue this out, you're gonna have to sway either me or DJ to your side. You're not gonna sway though. <laughs> okay, so you're just not gonna try. Okay. Well, has has DJ officially voted? He's not. That's true. I always say that because this is a classic example of, like, I knew you'd vote Frozen because you watched it with Lily. Like, you have those memories associated with it that, like, because you love Lily, because you loved watching it with her, like, that just adds something to it that, like, Finding Nemo doesn't have. And that's not a bad thing, but that's just, like, how all these movies are. It's like we love them not just because they're a good movie, but because of, like, the memories. So that's my pessimistic opinion as to why you're <laughs> I think that's pretty insightful. And that being said, I do think I'm going to go yeah. Finding Nemo. Because like you are saying, when I'm thinking of Finding Nemo, <laughs> and I'm thinking of all the things that I like, love to reference and things, I'm thinking of like my family and watching it with them and like yeah. making jokes about like Crush with yeah, my sister Yeah, this is a big stuff. family movie yeah. in your family. And it's it's it truly is hard for these movies that are so ingrained in our families to like separate the love of the movie from like memories and things like that. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. I'm going finding Nemo, so we're tied. <laughs> <laughs> flip a coin. I'm gonna do a virtual coin flip because it's the twenty first century. Whoa. And that's how <laughs> and you don't have a coin. <laughs> and there's a coin shortage, so <laughs> Oh also true. Also true. Okay. Um well, Tails has to be Finding Nemo, because they actually have Tails. <laughs> that makes okay. sense. Okay, here we go. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Any yep. predictions? Mm-hmm. Tails never fails. Heads. Okay. Heads, because it's 2020 and we don't get what we want. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so bold. Okay, here it goes. It's Heads. Okay, there we have it. There we have it. Except for a million screaming little girls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Frozen and Lion King. Wow. After five months of, five or six, however long it's been, however many months of deliberation, we're finally at the last matchup. Wow. And DJ, the last matchup features 
and I quote you, your favorite movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, we've already talked about The Lion King. I guess I can give my little spiel on it again. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I... I looking at this list, I, I'll lay all my cards on the table. Looking at our whole list of sixty-four movies, I don't know if there's any movie I would have voted above The Lion King. Yeah, there was no world in which you were going to pick anything over Lion King. I enjoyed Treasure Planet quite a bit. I don't think I would have voted it over The Lion King. Okay, okay, fair, fair. I probably would have voted Robin Hood over The Lion King, but. That lost, like, in the first <laughs> room. You love it. I really do. You watch it. Um, man, I really do think the Lion King Beauty and the Beast matchup was one of the biggest ones of our entire bracket. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. What a sad day that was. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast lost. <laughs> that was I mean, that, for me. That could have been a finals matchup on its own. Yeah, I agree. So does anyone have a strong like argument one way or the other between these two movies? DJ already said he loves Lion King, so But DJ, tell us why it's better than Frozen. <laughs> I just think the Lion King is so consistently fun. I think it shows good life lessons about remembering where you came from and the lessons of the past. I think the animation is beautiful. I think the voice acting complements it very well. I just, I think it's so solid and it feels like, like a proper film at times, like the opening sequence of the uh, um, Circle of Life being sung with all the animals in the background. Then it fades to black and you get the Lion King on there. It's just, it has such a presence and I love that in a movie. And it's great that that's, you know, in a Disney movie of all things. I feel like we don't get that sort of entrance uh, for a lot of other things. And I love that it ends kind of in the same way it begins, like culminating in that metaphorical circle of life. It just, I love The Lion King. It's like my, it's my happy place, <laughs> I already said. Um, I, I, I just think it's so consistent from start to finish. Yeah, I would say that I think that the music in Lion King is better than Frozen. Um, the Lion King songs just seem to be more classic to me. They're not as like, like Disney songs can sometimes have like cheesy elements that don't make them as timeless, but something about like the songs in The Lion King just seem to be like, they're vague enough that you can sing them like in other contexts without them being like too specific to the movie. And I don't know. I think that the music for me is one of the elements that make it a stronger movie. Mm -hmm. And I also think that like, have any of you seen it? Um, Done like the musical of it of Lion King, like on stage. No, my family went without me. Like the Broadway one. They went without me, and I will never forgive them. (laughs) (laughs) So that movie about um, loving your family is—you'll never forgive them for seeing without you. Yes, (laughs) it's quite complex. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw it. a few years ago, just locally, like, done, but on stage, and it was just, like, really well done, and, like, really beautiful, and I think that's something, too, that makes me love, like, the story as a whole, is that, like, even on stage, like, it was just really, yeah, the costumes and the, like, and I know that that's not the movie, but there was just something about that that made Lion King as a whole just something that I really loved and appreciated more after seeing it live. Mm-hmm. Um, 
DJ, you need to go. Oh, I, I'd like to. <laughs> Maybe they'll go again with you. <laughs> we should hope so. <laughs> well, that's that's my argument, I guess. I I mean, I'm I'm voting for Lion King here. I don't know what other people's <laughs> thoughts are here. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I choose Frozen over the Lion King, I'll be disowned from DJ's family. <laughs> I, that is not so true. You are. I feel like it's true. You are free to vote however you choose, even if that doesn't this, sound as. It's a hard one. Gen- <laughs> yeah, and the music for both is really good. I, it's really hard, and I mean, I love yeah. the Lion King, but I don't. I mean, I love the Lion King soundtrack, but like like Abby was saying, and Dina Menzel is such a powerhouse. She like yeah. So uh, like I I don't want to say anything bad about that soundtrack or anything, but I mean I've just had the Lion King in my brain longer, so that's always gonna gonna be more uh, in my head, I guess. I don't know. This is a tough one to pick between the two of them. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I could watch both of them on end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know which one I would honestly pick over the other. I don't know, Aaron, how are you swaying? Yeah, I'm trying to trying to sit back and let the arguments be made. <laughs> so you don't have to? Well, I don't know. I think my initial instinct is that like, Lion King is just definitely better than Frozen. And so I think, for me, I'm trying to like make sure that it is instead of... <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I think I'm leaning more Lion King than Frozen at this point. Just because I think it's it's more classic, it's more and I don't know. There is something about the like internet sensationalism of Frozen that's just kind of a little bit, cringe. and that doesn't detract from what I think of it as a movie. But I think to award the best movie of the entire Disney bracket, I think having Lion King from what I think we would probably all agree is the best decade of I don't know. That feels more representative of best Disney movie. So, Grace, you might be in a situation where you don't even have to go against her. <laughs> you can still vote for Frozen. That's true. If, if the votes are going the way I think they're going based on these arguments. That's true. So maybe we should maybe we should get to the actual voting on the final round of the Disney movie bracket of the year 2020. Who's got a drum roll? Uh, I could... Google one. <laughs> it's not worth it. Have it working. <laughs> DJ, would you like to start us off? My vote is for the Lion King. My vote is also for Lion King. Okay, Grace, do you want to get your vote in before I make it official? You go first. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to vote for the Lion King. <laughs> Feels right to me. I'll also vote for the Lion King. <laughs> Even though I do love Frozen. Yes. That's just tough, I think but... we love all these movies. I mean, at yes. least these top movies. Maybe we yeah. didn't love all the first round movies. <laughs> Disney has some great movies. They do. So, <laughs> Disney's very stringent on their copyright. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. We... DJ and I have upset the Disney gods before, and it just oh, never, no. never turns out well. So we're not going to play any of their music. Forgive me, okay? <laughs> just sing along in your head. But yes, after yeah, yeah. four or five months of deliberation, we have crowned the champion for our Disney bracket as 
The Lion King, which I'm happy with. I hope other people <laughs> are pleased with the results as well. But I guess it should be said that, you know, we did see these according to Rotten Tomatoes in a different version if we went through and did our due diligence and, like, seeded them ourselves. I think we would have had much different matches, which may have, who knows, changed the results or something. So, um, this is what we worked with. Um, and yeah, it, it was a fun experience, but uh, it's nice that we're able to, you know, put this to a close. <laughs> yes, at long last, we have a champion. And it's a good one. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so <laughs> that was our main thing. Uh, closing that out, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about the new Mulan movie that just came out. Um, just because, you know, it just came out and we're talking Disney stuff, so why not? Um, so yeah, I think we should put a disclaimer here, DJ, because I'm going to say probably not a lot of people have actually seen Mulan. That's um, yeah, that's fair. And most people are probably aware of why they haven't seen Mulan. Uh, it is not in theaters. Some theaters around us are actually starting to open, uh, but Mulan is not a movie that is being shown in theaters. It is only available if you have a subscription to Disney Plus and you pay an additional $30 on top of that, which we can talk about that just as a thing that's happening in the movie <laughs> world. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of weird. Uh, but that's the way that we watched it. So uh, if you haven't seen Mulan, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So if you want to skip. Okay. I'm glad you put that disclaimer out there. Um, yeah, because I really have no idea the... Without box office numbers, I've got no clue, like, how much people are talking about Mulan. If anything, it seems like people have seen, like, a few reviews and have been like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it because I saw, like, this bad review. And I was like, well, you probably weren't going to watch it because you didn't want to pay $30 on top of an actual subscription <laughs> fee, which is fine. You can have, like, I, I don't like this business practice. I don't think any of us would be like, yeah, let's do this from now on or anything. Um, But, you know, that's what we were given because... I forget when this movie was originally supposed to come out. Um, it may have been March or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was like right right as COVID was hitting. Yeah. So I think it was even supposed to open in China or something. Yeah. And it just couldn't because that's where the coronavirus was. Yeah, yeah. That tracks. Okay, so how was y'all's watching experience? Because I know, Aaron, when we first talked, you were thinking about doing like a little watch party with a couple friends or something. So we were, we were hoping to do that. <laughs> okay, maybe um, not. <laughs> that did not happen. So, and I don't know, Abby, if you want to go into the reasons why it didn't happen. I don't care. Okay. So Abby briefly had coronavirus. Oh my god. Just, oh no. Just, just briefly. Just real brief, real minor coronavirus. I'm uh, fine. She's better now. We're coming around. But I was never not. At least it wasn't serious. No, no, no. It was never serious. But I feel so bad. So I had bad. no idea. And I'm like bugging Aaron about Disney movies. I, oh my god, I'm glad <laughs> oh, you're no. okay. We were always going to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but all that to be said, we did not watch it with friends because that would have been frowned upon by the health department. <laughs> yeah. But I do I do have several friends that are on my Disney Plus account and have little accounts under it. Mm-hmm. And I let them all know that Mulan is available. Okay, so gotcha. some of them have watched it and sent me their thoughts of it, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but 
did not get to watch it in person with other people. Okay. Uh, it was just a very, like, coronavirus experience for a movie that has been so affected by coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that's somehow sounds right, but I'm, I'm glad everyone's okay, though. How was your guys' viewing experience? <laughs> oh, gosh. Not, not that, uh, intense or anything. We were down, um, for Labor Day weekend at, uh, Grace's folks place and both her sisters and one of her sister's boyfriends were there. So, uh, we all watched it together and, um, it was kind of nice just being able to be in, you know, a small group and watch something, um, new. Cause that's not something we had been able to do in a while. Yeah. I guess getting into thoughts about it. Uh, what did y'all think? <laughs> <laughs> He was, he was fine. I mean, I think... We we didn't dislike it. By any means. Well, Aaron's not looking No, no, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I think, for one, it's going to be impossible with any of these movies coming up in the next few months to not overhype them. Because yeah. we just haven't had movies for so long. We want any movie that comes out, whether it's Tenet or the new James Bond or whatever that's going to come out. We want these to be the best movies we've ever seen because <laughs> we're so desperate for movies. Yeah, that being said, I don't know if I expected a lot from this movie, and especially because there's been enough of these Disney live-action remakes that we kind of know some of the problems that they tend to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely had a different vibe. It was more serious, more like somber than like the animated one for sure and i think part of that was the music i think part of that was just like character choices and how they had the characters like interact with each other but i think that kind of took away from me a big part of it i think a couple times they did those little teasers where it's like they started playing the i'll make a man out of you song and they started doing training yeah and i was just like oh man i i so badly want this song to be here and it was just kind of like background music but (laughs) <laughs> that was really disappointing for me. Even though, like, we knew there was a music, but it still yeah. just made it sad. It still hurts. <laughs> yeah, it did. But you know, we sing long, anyways. <laughs> That's the spirit. Gosh, I just I'll I'll go ahead and own up and say I don't know if. So I, I guess my thoughts on this movie. So Grace looked up like a little trivia beforehand. And I, f- I forget where you saw her race, but you're talking about like the scene in the animated Mulan where she like cuts her hair um, before she like dons the armor mm-hmm. and stuff and jets off and how like in the Chinese culture, they kind of laughed at that moment. And that was like a moment of like us Westerners not understanding their culture, because apparently back then it would have been common for a Chinese male soldier to have like long hair. And if you would have asked me before Grace told me that I would have been like, oh, I thought that was like a pretty neat um, representation of her like getting rid of something that is stereotypically in the West like a feminine thing to have longer hair to sacrifice that to like go undercover or whatever. So I- I'm willing to say, hey, maybe I just am too uncultured to like understand like what it would have taken to like make Mulan like perfect for like a Chinese audience. I'm fine with owning up to that ignorance, but I it this didn't feel like and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's like like doing really well in China or something, but it didn't feel like a lot to me. It felt kind of just eh. So I didn't hate it. I just thought it was okay. I wanted to like it more because I feel like Disney gets a lot of crap for their 
remakes being like, oh, it's just a shot for shot thing. What's new about it? It's like, well, they tried something new. So I want to like try and commend them for that. But I just didn't like it a lot. <laughs> and maybe that makes me basic. Maybe <laughs> I just want the same thing repackaged. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, I think I just feel completely different than y'all did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really enjoyed the movie. And I knew DJ ah. didn't really like it very much. So I kind of wanted to hear what um, you both had to say first. But, I mean, I knew going into it that the songs weren't going to be there. Mushu wasn't going to be there. And I was kind of disappointed about that when I first kind of heard that. But I thought it was a cool spin on it. And maybe it's because Mulan wasn't, like, my go-to Disney movie growing up. So it didn't bother me that those changes were there. I don't know. I do wonder how much more closely it is to the actual, like, story that's told of Mulan. But I don't really know that story very well. Yeah. So it could be completely different for all I know. But I enjoyed it. I had fun with the movie. I didn't know there was, like, a, a an original story outside of, like, the Disney one. Is that, like, a cultural, like, a Chinese cultural story? Yeah, like, just an old, like, folk tale or something. And I only know that from looking stuff up now. Yeah, I had no idea. That's interesting. Yeah, so I do wonder if this is, like, way more aligned with it, like, the whole chi thing, like, if that's part of the original story, or if that was, like, brand new for this movie. I don't know. I actually kind of did enjoy the, like, chi element of it. Like, at first, when they're, like, first starting to explain it, it was kind of hard to be like, so does she have the chi? Like, who else has it? <laughs> but I think I kind of came to enjoy that aspect of it. Like, they were saying, like, just, like, the oneness with nature, like using that to your benefit. I thought that was just an interesting element that obviously, like, the animated version doesn't have. So I did like that. I thought that was a good addition to it. See, and I'm glad y'all were praising it, but I think that's one of the issues I had because it it felt more like, to me, like, one of the opening scenes is, like, young Mulan, like, going out and, like, doing a flip or something, like, instead of falling off of a roof. I was like, this is all fine, but it, it's making it seem more like she just has these, like, innate powers, whereas in the animated, like... Yeah. I, you know, we all love the scene where she, like, climbs the pole with the weights because she, like, wraps them around. It's, like, showing both her strength and her ingenuity in a fun way. And this felt more like she was just already had these things. But that could just be me not understanding. Yeah, it how, felt more, like, magical. <laughs> yeah, but that could just be me yeah. or us not, like, understanding, like, the appropriate, like, way Chi is integrated. And again, I'm totally willing to be like, oh, well, maybe Chi is just something I'm... I didn't understand it the way they were making it come across. Like, I'm fine if I'm ignorant to that. But, like, the way I took it, I was like, I don't... I just liked when she was, like, training and, like, witty and smart. And she was using more of her brain, it seemed, rather than just having things. But, I don't know. No, that's a good point. That makes sense. Yeah. I just think that didn't bother me as much as it did you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to look up what she is, but... Like three. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna figure that out in the course of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Two lines on Wikipedia. I can only tell you something. Yeah. So I think a couple things that I that are, are different than the things that have been brought up that I didn't really like. So there's they kind of divided the villain into, uh, and I don't remember their names exactly, but there's the the witch. The witch and then something Khan. I don't remember what his his name was, but the witch character was new, right? 
Right. Right. And I, I don't know, maybe I just, like, missed some of her dialogue or something. I didn't completely understand the witch's story and art. Like, it seemed like she was kind of, well, pursuing power because this is the only way that she thought she could be relevant. And then Mulan somehow showed her there was another way to be, to use your power to fight for good. And so the witch changed. I don't know, I, I just didn't really... I didn't really track with that. Me and I, I kind of felt like that was a character that didn't really need to be there. Yeah, but the guy, like the main bad guy, he would have gotten nowhere without the witch. Like, he was not, like, cunning enough, or she did all the dirty work, it felt like, and then his guys came in afterwards. But um, I guess with her, it kind of, at first how I interpreted it was that, like, she had chi, but then she was told, you know, that's not a thing that women have. So they called her a witch, but then she actually does have powers, so she, I guess she is an actual witch. Because that's what I thought they said at the beginning when Mulan had chi, that I thought her dad was worried that they would call her a witch. So I don't know, I got a little confused there. But I guess, um, like with the witch, I guess I kind of understood her story in that people weren't going to accept her for being a witch. And even when Mulan was trying to convince her to be good, I was like, I was thinking, like, there's no way that anyone's going to accept her for all the people that she's killed and all the bad she's done. So it was kind of good that they killed her off in a sacrificial kind of way to save Mulan. I don't know. I kind of liked the witch's backstory. I was just a little confused with the powers. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more in line with Grace, too, actually, because I think it offered an interesting parallel to Mulan's journey of someone who was exiled because they didn't quote unquote fit in and how, you know, in the witch's case, she was using it for her own means and, you know, bad things. Whereas Mulan was able to, you know, somehow or other like convince people that she was using it for good. I thought that was interesting. Actually, that was one of the things that I wish they could have like nailed a little bit more because her turn at the very end didn't feel quite as believable (laughs) to me. Um, but I, I think it could have worked a little bit better. But yeah, I, I wasn't too against it. Well, see, I really did not like the witch for like several reasons. One of them being that like I thought it made like Mulan's like strength as a woman seem less significant because like the witch like had a sacrifice for Mulan to live at the end, mm-hmm. as opposed to like in the animated version, like Mulan just in her own abilities and her own strength like kind of wins the day. So I didn't really like that aspect of it. And I kind of just thought she was a weird character in a lot of ways and unnecessary. Um, but then I also didn't like that, like, in the animated version, the villain, those are the Huns, right? Which is, like, right. an actual historical, um, like, enemy of China. And so I think I just enjoyed that that was, like, a historical element of the animated version. That, like, as a kid, you get to learn something about, like, history and, like, you get to see a little piece of, like, that, as opposed to, like, kind of like what Grace was saying, like, or Aaron, I don't remember who was saying this, but, like, the, this villain wasn't actually as strong, wasn't actually, like, a powerful, like, enemy leader. And so I just feel like that kind of took away from, like, the interesting historical element. Having, like, the witch kind of be his, like, sidekick. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't know... I wonder why they changed that, though. My assumption was they changed it to, like, be more accurate, but maybe that's not the case. I, I really have no idea. 
Yeah, I feel like the witch is probably less accurate. No, not not the I could witch. Could be part. wrong. Like, I haven't actually looked up the. Oh, okay. Just switching from like the Huns to whatever group this guy was, and I'm not. I guess I... the Hun leader in the animated one. Did he have a pet hawk, or did he turn into a hawk? He, he had, had a, a pet, pet hawk. hawk. Okay. So I kind of figured it was like playing off of that, and then just kind of like personifying a hawk almost, and also gave it magical powers. Yeah, I I think that just kind of really like stood out to me as the most different from the story. So that's where a lot of my focus went mm-hmm. because in any of these live actions, I'm way more focused on what's different than the animated version than I am on what's the same. Um. I'd also say, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, I didn't think the the friend characters when she's doing the training, they oh, yeah. was fun to me or distinct. Like, I was kind of trying to pick out which one was supposed to be which of the the animated kind of friends that she makes mm-hmm. in the camp. Yeah, they um, really don't focus on them hardly at all. Like, they do have, I don't know if you noticed this, but they have all the same names as the as her like three friends in the animated one and they each okay. say like their one line from that I'll make a man out of you song. Yes. Uh-huh. But that's like yes. the only time and that's it. Yeah. That's the only way to connect them. <laughs> they yeah. never introduce like, you them. don't really get to They're like, just like you don't get a connection with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just supposed to assume she's friends with them, I guess, because she's in the same... Well, and I don't even know if you're supposed to think she's friends with them. They're just right. kind of like her, her battle buddies. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that took away from some of the fun of it for me. But again, I think this just wasn't as fun of a interpretation of it. It was a little more serious and focused yeah, on it's her more serious. and her ambitions. But sometimes to the point that it didn't even make sense because when like one of the um, uh, people in camp like when she first gets to camp one of the people in camp like accidentally bumps into her and she like draws her sword on him. Now in an animated movie we've got this whole like talk up scene with Mushu and he's like oh you gotta be rough and tough and act like a dude. But like here without that context of her like trying to like play up being like aggressive it feels like it comes out of nowhere. I because when it happens, she pulls a sword out. I was like, what is happening? Do we know him? <laughs> it just, it feels like there are some holes there that, you know, like a Mushu type character would be yeah. able to fix. Or even just anyone yeah. she like actually interacted with that wasn't in a group could have fixed. Um, yeah. Feel sad that we didn't get actually didn't mind that. Um, actually didn't mind that her love interest was not her commander. I thought that that like when he first appeared, I was like, "Oh man, she like falls in love with her peer, not her commander." I actually kind of liked his character. I thought he was like a good addition. Yeah, I didn't mind that change either at all. I was like, "Oh, this works." Yeah, I think it needed to happen. I I don't think we needed a movie in twenty twenty with like someone like. Yeah, that this was a good change <laughs> to make it yeah. like someone who she's going through this with instead of a superior. Okay, well, I think the last the last thing I'm gonna bring up. And this is just something that kind of, I don't know, didn't really make sense to me. The the battle scene where she kind of comes into her own and rescues the whole battalion or whatever, where they're all on the battlefield and the witch turns into a giant swarm of bats. <laughs> Maybe. And starts pestering the army to where they all 
get into turtle formation with their shields. Mm -hmm. And there's just like six of these little turtle shells of people holding their shields up placed around the battlefield. And the Huns start to pick them off with flaming catapult balls. And so Mulan goes and gathers up a bunch of helmets and sets up a distraction and shoots them all with arrows. Mm -hmm. This whole sequence just really bothered me as just being very silly. I just silly. And none of it made sense to me. Why were they in the little shield formation and not moving anywhere? Especially after they see that they have a catapult. <laughs> also, I don't know if did we see her ability with a bow and arrow earlier? Or are we supposed to just assume that the chi makes her good with any weapon? No, we saw Was them practicing like, with the target practice. Okay. How everyone oh, missed yeah. at first and then they all got it at the end. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, but she just gets I don't know, I didn't think that would... Everyone. Maybe this is just a mean thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I liked that scene, because I thought it kind of... It showed more of her smarts than any of the other ones. Like, because even... Like DJ was talking about, when she, like, climb, she's the first one in the animated one to climb up that pole with the weights on her arms. Um, like, she gets there because she's smart, not just strength. This one, it was like the pulling the water buckets up the hill... I don't know if she would have been able to do that before anybody else. Yeah, Just I based on, I don't know. I truly that one was less. Believable. I truly hated that part of it because it was like I, I that's why I was like I don't know what this chi is doing, but like I hate that it became like just an act of pure strength instead of like strength and brains because I think that's what like, and smarts. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what made Mulan so cool. Is like oh she like figured out a way to do it. And then was able to actually physically do it because she's been training her butt off. Like, I, I love that combination. Yeah, because I guess I didn't know if the, um, if like her battalion had seen the catapults before or not. But I thought the whole like the shield formation was just because if they had any holes in that shield, the birds would get in. And I don't know, maybe the witch could multiply them if one got in. I don't know, from her magic powers. But yeah. I don't know. I did. I like that scene. Okay, it was just me then. <laughs> <laughs> well, did y'all? Did you guys like like the action or? Because I, I guess I was kind of worried how they were gonna depict. Because I guess when you think about it, like there's wars going on, so it's supposed to be you know somewhat violent. I didn't know how they were gonna depict that, you know, with a Disney lens, you know, no blood or gore or anything like that. Um, I thought it was okay, though. I thought some of the sword work was really cool. Yeah, and I, I think I liked her, like, special kick moves were cool. When she, <laughs> when she kicked an arrow into a dude's chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, she also, like, kicked that spear at, at her love interest guy during their little duel, mm -hmm. which was kind of like, oh. Yeah, so I thought, I thought some of that was well, like, choreographed and looked really cool. So we'll give them some points for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember the battle scenes all that much. I mean, they weren't yet gory, but I think that's just Disney. I thought that the part with the Emperor in the end, that was like a pretty anticlimactic battle where he's like tied up and I don't know. I think that that was like a super interesting way to save him or anything, but Yeah, I thought the Phoenix was going to come more into play at the very end. I, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, 
kind of just yeah. floated in the background. <laughs> yeah, it made a cool image if you were at like that specific angle. <laughs> and that's about it. I think the only thing the Phoenix actually did was like, I guess, wake her up that one time. Yeah, and just kind of guide her in the right direction. Yeah. So, they, I know they mentioned it. What was that, where the final battle was held? It was like a half-constructed palace that also had random lava pits around it? Oh, I have what no idea. What was that? I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's just a very, very interesting like place for a last battle. Yeah, I don't really know what that was all about. <laughs> Yeah, there's just some things that made me miss the original, but I don't know. I knew they weren't going to... I mean, we all knew going in this wasn't going to be very close to the original in ways, but... And maybe that's good in some ways. Maybe it was, like, insensitive in some ways, or maybe just, you know, ignorant in some ways. And I'm all for progress. Um, It's just, I don't know when it was for, like, cultural's progress sake, or just because they were trying to do something different. Because I think like a really powerful scene for Mulan in the animated is at the very end when she bows to the emperor, but he's like, no, 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 China bows to you today. And then everyone bows to her. It's like, man, that's really cool to like this character who couldn't even like be herself is now doing this. But as far as I know, that could have been completely stupid from a Chinese perspective. But it's stuff like that that I missed. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'll be curious to see what the reaction for this film is in China because it seems kind of like Honestly, part of me is just like, I don't know if anything Disney could have done would have like made it right unless they like had some like specific like Chinese consultants when they were making this, which maybe they did. I don't know. That's an interesting concept, though. Like, I wonder if China made a movie about America, what it would be like. Just, yeah. Like, how do you make a movie about another culture and try to do it in a way that's like appropriate and respectful and also accurate? Yeah, I don't know. It feels kind of like a lose lose situation, honestly. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys feel like uh, this compared to the other live action remakes? Like in comparison to like the Aladdin and Lion King, did you like this one like more or less? I think for me, this one holds up with some of the others. I didn't really like the live action Lion King as much. So, but I mean, that's just me comparing it too much to the original. And I guess because some of the other live-action ones are less of movies that I'm super into, I guess, besides Beauty and the Beast. Um, I don't know. It held up for me. But it sounds like I may have been the only one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I, I put it middle of the road. I didn't hate it. I, yeah, I didn't hate it either. Yeah. I think I just found myself picking more holes in it, and I tend to do that more with a movie that I'm not as big of a fan of. Um, Like, it didn't carry me enough to where I didn't try to pick those holes in it. Um, I think for some reason, I keep getting higher on the live-action Aladdin. Like, I just really think of that one highly. And I I don't know if it's, like, grown a lot over time. I mean, we liked it when we saw it, but of the live actions, I feel like that one kind of stands out a little bit more to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know if Mulan is like worse than a lot of the others. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, yeah, I didn't really care for it. I do think that Mulan wasn't bad by means. No, and I appreciate it. I think, Aaron, that, I think Aladdin, did try stuff. 
I think that Aladdin was fantastic, though. And I think that that one, apart from the animated, I did love. And this one, I think that I kept comparing it back to, like, well, that's not what happened in the animated. But overall, it was still good. And I- yeah. I think, I think, um, and Grace, let me know if you agree, but I think all four of us are pretty high on the live-action Aladdin. I don't know if we're alone yeah. in that opinion, but I feel good about it. I don't know. I just really like that Aladdin. <laughs> I think that's okay. Well, any any last thoughts on 2020's Mulan? I mean, it was nice to have like a movie event, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to, even though it was, I mean, it, it still didn't feel anything like a... But I was definitely like looking forward to watching it, and it was like glad that I was like watching the premiere of a movie basically on the opening weekend, even if it was from like our couch at home. Mm-hmm. We meant to get Chinese food to eat during the meal, but we ended up getting Thai food instead. So. <laughs> Cultural insensitivity. Well, yeah. well, you tried. That's the important part. We had good intentions. You, dear listener, if you've stuck with us throughout these four or five months of us going through this Disney bracket, let us know the results of your uh, Disney bracket. Maybe you went through and watched as many movies as we did. We'd love to hear uh, kind of the results of that. If you've got any of that, feel free to shoot us an email at mainlymoviespod at gmail.com. And then, until then, uh, you know, Aaron and I will figure out when we're going <laughs> to do something else. Cause I feel somewhat confident that our next episode should be 10. Okay. I think we can make that happen. I mean, especially okay. there are places that you can, like, rent out a whole theater, uh, which is pretty cool. I don't know how long that's yeah. going to stay around, but... That's about the only way I'm going to go to the movies right now. So hopefully it stays around a little bit longer. Yeah. Cool. So Tenet will be our next episode at some point. Um, thank you all for being with us on this journey. And thank you to Grace and Abby for doing this with us. Because uh, like Aaron and I have said, we didn't expect this to last as long as it have, Or for the episodes to be so long. But we really do appreciate both of you being here on the journey with us. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, and with that, we will talk to you all next time.